Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I there, There's a powerful show in store for you today. Um, I have a wonderful guest on with me, and we're getting to a very special subject to my heart. And as we begin today, I want to open up the Word of God to Romans 14, verse 17. And I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. I believe this really sums up where we're going today. And so the scripture goes like this, Romans 14, verse 17, out of the Passion Translation. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Um, I love this scripture so much because it's talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit and life in the kingdom of heaven is not about abiding by these exterior rules and laws. We're now ruled by the Holy Spirit living in our hearts. The law is now written on our hearts and we have joy and peace and a desire for righteousness because we are now one with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, the one who is joined with the Lord is now one spirit with him. So there's this union, there's this oneness that we have with the Lord through the Holy Spirit where we actually crave righteousness. We desire righteousness. We want to we wanna live in a manner that's pleasing to the Lord. We want to walk with the Lord in, in a close way where we're exuding his nature and his holiness and his life. And also there is this peace that is otherworldly, which is in the Holy Spirit. And there is this joy inexpressible and full of glory, a joy that the world can't tap into. It is only found in Christ. And so um, we're going we're gonna to break into this a little bit today and kind of get into the subject matter. And um, I want to introduce to you my guest. Um, his name is Georgian Banoff. His wife actually joined me. If you've been listening to this podcast, you would know that Winnie Banoff was on, I think, about five or six episodes ago, a very powerful show. We spoke about co-crucifixion, about being alive in Christ, being dead to the sinful nature, living in freedom. And so I highly recommend that you look through the list here and listen to the episode with Winnie. Um, but let me just give you a little bit of information about them. Um, they are lovingly referred to, Georgian and Winnie, as the Joy Apostles, and they're a radical team with a powerful message. They travel extensively conducting revival meetings and conferences worldwide. There's a strong anointing and tangible sense of the presence of God during their exuberant, joyful praise and deep, intimate worship. They travel all over to slums and garbage dumps, playing music and singing and dancing with the poorest of the poor. I love their ministry. They preach um, fresh revelation out of the epistles of Paul. They preach the gospel unashamedly and they, um, they just see signs and wonders and amazing things take place all around the world. And they've been in ministry for many years, tried and true father and mother in the faith. And so thank you, Georgian, for joining me on the broadcast today. Absolutely. I'm very, uh, excited. I am especially, uh, proud to hear you as a young gen- younger generation uh, believing in a f- completed work of Jesus on the cross, seeing yourself on that cross. He didn't die just for you, but as you saw it, of course, we, we preach that and we live it. You know, we've been co-crucified with Christ. So yes. that kind of, of uh, bro- uh, broadcast or, or podcast to me is super exciting. That's my love language. This is why I want to talk about. So go for it. Amen. Amen. And so we had 
we had Winnie on the show and we spoke a lot about that deep revelation of being free from the sinful nature and, you know, and we dove into like yeah. her story of freedom and a little bit of your ministry experience. Cause I know you guys were in ministry for many years, even before you really started to walk in this joy and walk in this revelation of freedom. Well, she said how she was burnt out and she lost her first love and she, she describes it as being raised from the dead. I believe it was at a Rodney Howard Brown meeting where she experienced true joy in the Holy Spirit. And this is something I really want to highlight because I know you carry this so well, but you guys, you've grown in ministry together and you've been on this beautiful journey of revelation together in the scriptures. Did, did a static joy, because I know you were serving and there was anointing and you were preaching and you were seeing soul saved and amazing things, but this revelation of a static joy, laughing in the Holy Spirit, being so free with joy, did this, did this come around the same time or how was that, how was that experience for you? Yeah, for me, um, it was uh, like my first year with the Lord was super like heaven on earth because I was secluded with the word, never read the Bible. When I was in communist country, they destroyed every mm. Bible and confiscated mm. and stuff. So somebody gave me the Bible, so I was born again believer. So I started brand new, brand new Christian. So I started reading from cover to cover. Took me close to a year, nine, nine ten months, and. Uh, I was in heaven, eight to 10 hours a day. That's yeah. all I did. And and then, I mean, the ecstasy, like I remember sometimes I get so filled with explosive joy. I don't want to scream and scare the neighbors. <laughs> uh, so I get on my noisy van and drive around town and scream. I don't want to, you know, but you, like, you can arrest me if you, if you hear me <laughs> like that, because I'm yeah. in such a, bliss and uh, laughter and joy are uh, screaming the shouts of joy you know so but later as i joined the ministry the schools and also slowly slowly all that began to wane because you know nobody was this crazy ecstatic about gods and joy and stuff and so you know how you kind of diminish you kind of blend in with those around you i mean after 10 years 15 years you start to kind of uh, look, look at yourself like you may be a little too much, you know. And and so I also lost my early joy and and uh, ecstasy and love and and so, but yet I was very very like committed and faithful to the Lord. Like I'm not going to be, uh, you know, backslidden like my wife. My wife full on backslidden after all. She gave it up because it was yeah. like, anyways. Um, I would not say that I was backslidden like she was but i have also lost my early joy mm. and first love and stuff so after she was touched in one of those uh, revival meetings where the presence of god was so so intense she got rebaptized re like she said born again again i mean she was born again but you know of course that yeah. that christ became real to her uh in a huge way and uh so i was happy that she she got totally you know touched in the lord and quit her secular job joined me but i could not feel it for nearly nine months i couldn't feel this great great amazing uh revival feelings and stuff and i couldn't understand why but i i, I realized that i had become a religious mm-hmm. like i was doing everything out of duty because i know i, I I'm thankful to the Lord. I don't want to quit, but I've lost that euphoria, that first love and stuff due to external 
situations in brothers and sisters, uh, you know, kind of like like you're going from a Holy Ghost church spiritual, then all of a sudden you're in some non-spiritual church and slowly you start to act like those around you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, first she got hit and touched and then nine months later, I kind of connected. I connected also and two became, we became a, a torch for Jesus. Two, two, two torches into one. We became a flame and we, <laughs> She supported yes. my message because it was my original message, but I even stopped preaching it because my marriage was not going anywhere. Mm. I've lost my first love, not even knowing it. I was just fighting, but I was fighting. You know what I'm trying to say? I was yeah. fighting with my own strength, try to be faithful to God, try to be, uh, because my wife has left the Lord and I, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to hold on to Jesus. And, but really we weren't even, uh, that first marriage love that we had, it, even that was gone. So it was like a co-ed in a way. And the Lord restored her first. That got me jealous. I became <laughs> like, Lord, what are you doing for her? What about me? You know? Sure. And and uh, and uh, the Lord had to kind of help me get out of myself, uh, trying to be faithful to God on my, my own self, so to speak, and my own strength. And He immersed me in Himself in a fresh new way, rebaptized me in this joy and love. And together we begin to preach the message, which, which I got, uh, before, but I couldn't because my failing situation, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've, and plus, I mean, teaching Romans six, death to sin, alive to God, uh, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, people stare at me like I'm a, you know, accident on the street or something yeah. like what, yeah. what is he talking about? I mean, now now it's becoming more and more uh, accepted that we've been co-crucified with Christ, we're dead to sin, we're united. But back 30, 35 years ago, bro, this was like strange, strange talk. It was it was heretical um, to a lot of people, I'm sure. It was like, what's this it was. heretic? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, like like you said, uh, you were sort of offended when you first mm-hmm. heard it, and a lot of people were getting offended. And uh, I remember doing a revival for uh, nine months in one Florida church. And finally the pastor stopped it. because He says, man, I, I never heard anybody speak more about holiness like you guys, but the way you get it is so strange. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, pastor, I believe we're sanctified, holy, you know, holiness, sanctification by, by, by grace through faith. And I'm weird. I'm strange. See how far we've gone that, that, by, by grace through faith is now weird and strange mm-hmm. and like errors. Like I'm not in error. This is the Bible, but you know, the, the major body of theologians, they, they, they don't believe it. They're like, mm-hmm. kind of like under Luther and Calvin is still our fathers. And, and they're a great guy brought, brought us the, the relationship of justification. But when it comes to sanctification, oh no, yeah, uh, you're on your own. You just uh, work at it and try to try to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. We're still sinners, rotten to the core. It's basically our identity from our fathers, our Protestant fathers. But that's not true. We were sinners, rotten to the core, through and through, and we'll probably go back to the same pit if Jesus leaves us. But He's not leaving us. He's in us. He's the righteousness of God. We are His righteousness. Not not just covered like the Protestant uh, imputed righteousness, just covered. We're not just covered. 
He's inside us, That's whining right. and dining with us. He's fellowshipping with us. He he's like like if you like in the uh, Passover, like the justification and sanctification, uh, covered with the blood is like justified. The 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 penalty of that is not is you're you're justified, you're acquittal, and the law will not punish you, and you protect it basically from the law. Yeah. But there's not just cover. Also, he says, yeah. Cover your, your doorpost with the blood, but then get the meat inside and eat it all night. Festival all night. You know what I'm saying? Get get the little the sin out, that the leaven, and eat unleavened bread and feast with the lamb, which is the intimate fellowship with that's them. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so that's the point that we're bringing. Uh, uh, very very uh, clear. I know it's still radical in some way. It's still people still because. We've been fed for 500 years uh, justification. Hallelujah. We keep it. But we also sanctify by grace through faith. How can we be justified by grace through faith, but we'll be sanctified by own works? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You know, uh, even for the justification, you couldn't do it yourself. It's a gift. Same with sanctification. It's a gift. We have fully accepted. And in Christ, so much so that he, his Holy Spirit is inside our born-again spirit. Like you said earlier, we have one with Christ. He joined himself the one of spirit. You know, so the Holy Spirit deems us righteous in Christ so much so he can live inside us. What fellowship is demons with the Holy Spirit? None. It's, it's absurd. So yeah. how, how are we allowing that we're justified and covered. We're going to go to heaven someday, but, oh, heaven can't come in you. It can't come here on earth. Forget mm-hmm. it. You're just as sinful, just as rotten as ever before. Mm-hmm. How does that work? How, wh- wh- why would Christ die just to take us to heaven someday? No, he is taking us, but he wants more. He wants to live inside us here on earth by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I know it does. I'm preaching to the choir. No, no. A lot of people see, you know, we're all on this journey with the Lord and I just love how the scripture comes alive. You know, you were talking the Winnie and co-crucified just popped, you know, uh, like, you know, know, off the pages and it brought you on this journey. And for me, it's when you, it's when the, the light bulb goes on and I'm seeing these things in the scripture and I begin to seek God about it. And now he begins to open up my spiritual eyes to these things. You know, and now it's all over the scriptures. Now I can't get around it, you know, where it talks about Jesus Christ being our sanctification. And it talks about, you know, in Galatians, the apostle Paul talked about, did you guys begin in the spirit? And now you're trying to perfect yourselves in the flesh. And he's confronting them, you know, even, even severely just being very straightforward, telling them, you know, um, rebuking them against this, um, works based, you know, salvation and being, you know, you know, even being filled with the spirit and walking in miracles, you know, in the flesh. And so this is, this is absolutely huge. And it's for freedom that he set us free. He didn't come to bring us into another form of bondage. And, you know, and we think that one day when we die, when we go to heaven, that's when we're going to be totally free. But in that case, then death is the reigning victor over, over life, not Jesus Christ. And it wasn't, it wasn't a partial work. If Jesus just covered us but didn't cleanse us from the inside out, it would have been a partial right. work. It wouldn't be a completed work, a finished work. And yeah, the Holy Spirit, he's not dwelling in our body with Satan. There's no wickedness in us. He has cleansed us and he has made us an appropriate and a holy temple to live in. You know, that was his idea. <laughs> that was his exactly. idea. That's what he desired from the beginning, to make us holy so he could reside inside of us and live his life through us. And so this is... 
this is a powerful revelation. And I know even just going back to, and I want to get even deeper into this, but talking about joy, I know this is something that turns a lot of people off. It freaks a lot of people out. Um, people think some of this stuff is even demonic, you know, in the body of Christ. And I know that when you start getting this ecstatic revelation of the goodness of God and everything he's done, that's really when laughter and joy begins to spring forth in our lives because we're free from all these religious burdens. But like holy laughter, I know when I was in harvest school, there was a lot of people, like you said, you know, you were you were struggling with religiosity at first for a little while when you saw Winnie was experiencing yeah. such freedom. But I remember when Roland Baker, he would preach. It was like the first day of harvest school and people would be laughing and rolling around on the ground and there'd be these... 15, 20, 25 people on the outskirts just looking in like, what is going on right now? Completely minds blown, thinking, is this demonic? Is this God? Is, you know, what, what in the world's going on here? And I would love to go to the outskirts and, and talk to each one of them as a staff member in Harvest School, talk to them and, and kind of tell them what was going on and pray with them and, you know, kind of, you know, help people through that. Um, and so, but, what are your What are your thoughts? I would love for you just. I know we we don't need to go deep on this, but I know there's a lot of people even listening to this right now that may even struggle with that. What are your What are your thoughts on on that kind of laughter as as a manifestation of the spirit? My my thoughts is that the joy that we are talking about is not uh, like uh, only like emotional, yeah, uh, you know, like a emotion. And the reason I'm saying it is because. People wait, uh, or they, they feel comfortable if they start feeling yeah. happy emotionally. And then they go, oh, okay, well, I can smile now because I feel like it. Or I can smile, I can laugh even because something is funny. But um, the joy that we're talking about is actually the joy of the Lord uh, in Nehemiah. And also in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 4 says, rejoice in the Lord, you know. Sometimes no, it rejoice in the Lord always. That's so right. it's never time to be non-joyful. Put it this way: it's never time to be for born again uh, Christian. In fact, he says, you know, he wrote this uh, uh, letter from his last days in uh, in on earth. He was in prison uh, in Rome, waiting execution. So he says earlier the the, the chapter. He says. I'm happy that I'm in this prison for you, you know, because I'm a father. I can handle it. You guys are still young and, and, but you're going to yeah. grow and you're going to be able to handle like me to be joyful when least, but I mean, like in Roman prison chained to a guard and you're happy, like, how can you be like, sure. like, like the people that were laughing at me, rejoicing in laughter and, and the people on the sideline that you were talking about are going, why are they laughing? How can this be laughing? You know, I don't feel any laughter. And so, so we, we, we liken the, the joy of the Lord was like, a, like an emotional thing, but it's not, it's a spirit. The joy of the Lord is the same joyful spirit, the same spirit that was set ahead of him. Like he, he looked, I mean, how can a natural, how can in a natural be, be joyful if you're on the cross? In crucified, mm -hmm. it's like impossible physiologically, but yeah. yet he endured the very sufferings in the cross, looking at the coming joy ahead. So, this is what we're talking about. Even when you are on on a, some sort of a very difficult situation, looking at the joy that is uh, ahead, we begin to 
rejoiced in a way where we endure uh, the, the the difficult situation. And and it says that after he endured the cross, you know, he says, "My son, uh, sit down. Where I can I'll anoint you with oil." Guess what that oil was? Mm. Oil of gladness, yes. because you've hated evil so much, so you paid the price. And uh, and love righteousness, and to put my righteousness in people. Now let me anoint you as a reward. Let me anoint you with oil of gladness. And so, guess this oil of gladness is an anointed on his head. But guess where we are? We're the body. So that oil that God the Father anointed His Son for accomplishing this complete thing for us is flowing now to us. But if we're waiting for soulish feelings then, you know, I mean, it may happen when we feel good emotionally, but this is not just emotion. This joy is always for, for, for me, anyways, for us to enjoy. It's his joy. That's right. It's his joy of having you be his son. It's his joy for having a church on earth. It's his joy for feeling formerly slave of the devil with his spirit. That's the joy. And even when one of us, Turn you know from evil and the, the devil into get into get God's hands. Guess what? There's huge joy party in heaven. That's right. I mean, it's so real and so uh, I, I mean, once in imagine nowadays there's huge harvest going on. Whatever they say, hundred thousand a day, maybe even more from all the continents everywhere. Imagine the parties going on in heaven. Over thousands of people get saved every day. I mean, it's heaven is absolutely fullness of joy right now and at his right hand is pleasure forevermore chapter uh, chapter 16 book of psalm 16 i saw that when i was a young christian just three weeks old and i was seeking the baptism of the holy spirit and the lord actually opened heaven and i i found myself in a in the throne room and the and the multitudes of angels were swirling around the throne of god ecstatic there were shouts of joy, unexpressible. I, I could I could not begin to to describe them for you. You have to just feel it yourself. Or you have to believe for yourself that that is true. The Bible does not lie in His presence, His fullness. And guess what? His presence is now inside you. That's right. So if you have not uh, if you're not experiencing that joy, it could be mainly because. When you got born again, you were not raised that way spiritually, like with your moms and dads and the Lord, your mentors. And uh, we're not raised that way. You know, then then when the joy party shows up, you go, what's wrong with this? Who's laughing? Like, what's the joke? You know, where? Uh, yeah, yeah. because you're thinking in the natural terms, like laughter comes after a joke or just feeling good, like ice cream. Oh, that feels great. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not ice cream. Yeah. It's the supernatural nature of God who is happy right now. He is a happy God. We don't we don't think of it that way. We think like, really? Isn't that kind of like, oh my gosh, that's that's uh how can this be? God can't be happy. He's angry. That's he's not angry. He put his anger on the cross, is is done. Now he's happy. Yeah. Happy because he have opportunity to fill you with himself uh, upon upon salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I that just... to me Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm so sorry. No, so I was just thinking about the scripture that you were that you you mentioned about it being his joy. 
And that just stuck out to me so much because it says in Peter that we've become partakers of his divine nature. And it makes me feel so close, so one with him, knowing that when I feel supernatural joy, it's not my joy. It's his joy on the inside of me. I am experiencing his heart. I'm experiencing what flows from his spirit. And so we are we are inseparable from the Lord. We've become so one with him and even peace when we experience a supernatural peace, not not peace like this world gives, but the peace that the Lord gives that passes all understanding. That is his peace on the inside of us. It is what he's feeling. It is his emotions that we get to partake of and experience for for me. Just knowing that brings so much life and joy and, and, and connectivity you know, and in my mind to him, because I know that we are so, you know, united together as one. And that is, it's beautiful. And I just, I feel like when it comes to joy, a lot of people, they get, they get saved, they encounter some, they encounter the Lord, it's real, it's tangible, but then they get involved in different circles in the church that, um, you know, don't, don't believe in the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit, or they're more works-based than grace-based. And so they get indoctrinated and their mind gets renewed in the wrong ways. So now they're under this heavy burden of religion and do's and don'ts. And I love, I believe you, you coined a term. I've never heard anybody else say this before, but I was watching one of your YouTube videos and you were talking about relational joy. And I, I I love, I love that relational joy because it's not works-based. When you encounter his love and when you have a revelation of what he's done who he is who he made us to be that he never leaves us he never forsakes us there's no separation between us and him that he's in love with us that he likes us that he's passionate about us that he's pursuing us that we are dead to sin and alive to god when we understand these things and the revelation hits us you can't help but be bubbling over and overflowing with joy when i began to catch that revelation i began to smile a lot more and i remember like there's literally times where i've smiled so much my face hurts and that's a good problem but (laughs) i (laughs) i'm like my my mouth hurts i've been smiling so much you know what because i'm meditating on the goodness of god and what he's done for me and who i am now in him that is the um main focus of my heart and my thoughts and my attention and my and my and my and my life and so i love the term relational joy can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, uh, and so so uh, the joy that I'm talking about is relational to him. is not performance-based because in, in the natural, we feel happy when we do something good or successful or we win a race or something. Then, oh, now we can rejoice because we did something. But the joy of the Lord is not based on, on your performance whatsoever. It's based on you. Uh, receiving the performer, Christ himself. He is the ultimate performer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that is the joy that about. And often people don't connect with this joy because their joy, concept of joy is how well I have done. If I've done well, uh, I think God is happy with me. So your, uh, you know, your perception of how God is happy with you is, when you're doing well, your performance, so which is the law, actually. So uh, as a, based, a performance-based, uh, I mean, even love. Let, let's say trade love for a second. Okay, love is not that we love God. Uh, then he finally go, okay, now you love me. I love you back. No, he loves us first. Does that make sense? Yeah. He loves us first. That's what definition of love is that God loves us, which is relational. He loves us first, and then he infuses us 
with his love for you. That set us free from self-love, trying to love, trying to do this, trying to do that. And, and so, so our, our uh, falling in love with him is based on him falling in love with us first. You know, same with, with peace. You mentioned peace. Um, we have, uh, not, now we have peace because there's peacefulness around us, but because he's the prince of peace and he is infusing us. In fact, peace is even when the trials around the terminals, but you're, you're at peace because I give you my peace, you know, same with faith. Let's say, um, faith is not because you believe, but that he believes in you first. If you trade love for faith to understand because love believes in all things, right? Love believes and hopes. So if you trade love for faith, God believes in you first. That's how you start believing what he believes in you. You know what I'm saying? That's how I got saved. I mean, I had no faith at all. Yeah. Talk about joy. I was totally depressed constantly because, you know, I was raised communist, self-hate. Everything is terrible the way I was raised. And then I rebelled, did my rock and roll thing, and that was another cultic thing. So I'm like not happy. I am miserable. So all of a sudden, these Jesus people, the Jesus guys, they start talking to me, loving on me, cooking for me, free dinner every night. And uh, they were so happy. They're so joyful. I was like, a, what kind of a drug are you that make you that way? You know, yeah. I, I was for sure that they're doing some sort of a drug. Although they were saying, no, we used to be drug addicts, but no longer. Okay, are you sure? Yeah. Like, how uh-huh. come, <clears throat> excuse me, how come you're always so silly and so, must be a drug. They go, no, it's not drug. It's Jesus. We're trying to tell you. So uh, what they were doing, they were believing in me. <clears throat> Does that make sense? They yeah. were believing in me and they were showing me, without words, they were showing me that God believes in me. Yeah. So. Without that, you know, the fact that faith comes, faith comes when you don't have it, as long as somebody who has it likes you, then that, their faith will come in you. They're going to show you how valuable you are and how much God believes in you with the way they, uh, they treat you. Right. So, so that's how everybody gets saved. But especially in my case, I had no faith at all. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So how, what chance do I have to please God? I don't believe he exists. I'm not seeking him. I'm not asking. I, I'm going after Hollywood, trying to finish my, do my career. I was not seeking nobody but rock and roll. These guys intercepted me uh, and, and began to infuse me with this love that God has for me, even though I'd, I didn't believe he existed, but they exist. They're the Christians here, and they're cooking for me. They're loving on me. And, and they were so happy doing that. They were serving me, you know, and kept insisting that I am this valuable person to them. Yeah. I'm going, why are you doing this? You're never going to get – what's your motive? Like, you're not my kind of people. I, I'm, 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 any day I'm going to Hollywood, I'll never see you. So why are you doing this? They go, because Jesus loves you. And I was just like totally freaking me. Like I'm going, what? <laughs> and what they were doing, they were wearing down. They were, they were wearing down my uh, communist brain, you know, program. Yeah. I was brainwashed, right? 
So they were infusing me with God's love, with God's joy over me. He rejoiced over me with singing. Like he, he manifested his love and joy for me through them. They never, never evaluated me according to white the way I looked or behave or my thoughts or anything. They kept loving on me and infusing me with faith and love and joy. And finally, it hit, you know, they wore down through my stomach. I, I joke about it, but this is how it is. He, they did whatever I could, I could understand, like food, I get it. And they yeah. love on me. Yeah. And one day before I completely said goodbye to you, okay, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm just eating your food, not fair. I have no faith in anything. You, I just don't believe God even exists. And here you are, just like crazy people. I don't know what to do you, but you're in some sort of a drug. <laughs> sure. and, and finally, I went on the side of the mountain and says, all right, just out of respect for all the cooking, um, I know there's no God, but say something, get it over with. And the thought came to my mind to say, God, do exist. And I thought, oh, great. That's a good way to prove he doesn't. Go ahead, say it. And I said it. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, it was like a, it was like a question that I wasn't even asking, but it came to my mind. Wow. And as soon as I asked the question, God, do you exist? He covered me like a blanket immediately. He responded to this question and uh, covering me like a, some sort of a, uh, like a canopy of some sort. And it was so real that even changed the acoustics, but I couldn't see it, but I could feel it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the more I talking to this, what, what's going on? What's this canopy here? Where, where did that come from? I can't see it, but I'm surrounded. I'm totally surrounded. Like, like a, like a, uh, like a tent, you know, like you walked into some tent and I'm covered. And then the, 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 the thought that God exists is shot right through me. And I collapsed in the dirt, Michael. I collapsed out of the discovery that that there is a God. Whatever that is, I don't know, but there is one. There's something. Yeah. And I began to talk to this thing, this, this canopy, and it got thicker and thicker. And I started shouting, I want to know everything about this presence, whatever this is. Mm. I can feel it. I can't see it, but I can feel it. So uh, that was my moment, my first connect, you know with God. Powerful. And I went down to their house and they just was so happy to see me. I, I didn't care about the food anymore. I didn't go to the kitchen. <laughs> I stayed with them. They're worshiping the Lord and they're worshiping God. And I joined them and, and then he put his arms around me. I, 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 I never forget the, the hug that God gave me physically. I felt that, you know, I saw his hands. I saw only his hands. I couldn't see the whole person, but his hands are very special. So he put his arms around me. And uh, that was my first like afternoon evening with God. It was so powerful. Amazing. And Amazing. Uh, and then I, some one of them gave me a Bulgarian Bible, and I I just went into this little space, little tiny little matchbox house, um, and I spent eight to ten hours a day, this this like not reading. I mean, it, I was like watching the movies. May God materialize the Old Testament. And then the new, first I started from Genesis, all through every story became like a, like a, one of those it, 3D interactive movies. Like I was yeah. inside. <laughs> and, uh, Amazing. And, and that's, uh, he showed me, my first experience with him is a friendship. He began to say, begin to treat me like a friend. It was crazy. Um, I began to feel like the story of Abraham, David. 
they're friends with God. And, I, and he treated me like a friend, visiting me all the time. He was always with me. Every moment I opened my, the, the Bible and, and closed my eyes and just see him, and he would just be my, became my best friend. That was my first. And that made me so happy, Michael, because now I am accepted as a friend. Yeah. And and I love friendship. I mean, friends, friends was, I, I love, I had a few friends in Bulgaria, but they were like really close. I, I, I love my, enjoy my friends. And I felt the enjoyment, the enjoyment, talk about, talk, talk about uh, relational. The, the first, the first joy I felt is the enjoyment of God. He was enjoying me and my company. And, and I, I began to enjoy him and his company. And uh, much later, I became aware of his fatherhood. I, it took 10 years later, but, but my first experience with God as a friend, it was awesome. And until this day, uh, I'm enjoying, that's where my joy comes from. I'm enjoying God and he, he enjoys me. That's, that's incredible <laughs> because I'm in Christ. Yes. You know? Absolutely. We are accepted in the beloved. He no longer calls us slaves, but he calls us Fully friends. Friends. Friends, exactly. friends of God. Yeah, I was total slave to communism, and he called me friend. And he, he, he not just called me, but he made me feel like a really close friend. It was awesome. And it's still to this day. Yes, for a season, I lost that uh, because of the surrounding, you know, become difficult. And, and, and so you lose that. I lost the intimacy, you know, and but God restored both first my wife then me, and we became also friends with each other. We we weren't like that in the beginning, you know, like yeah. Um, we we became best of friends because his friendship came on. I mean, it's like <laughs> awesome, ah! awesome. And 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 uh, re- you know, reading. I mean, uh, believing this amazing uh, co-crucified. Wow, that. It eliminates all, all corruption, all rejection, Striving. all you know, yeah. depression. Everything is just we. It was on the cross, and and now we're, my gosh, we're his friends on earth. Then also we're his sons, and then we're his bride. My goodness, <laughs> it's so awesome powerful I love and, and my marriage is restored and he restored my marriage that was a big deal that was a really really big deal i as i was saying because i was brought up in a single single mom raised me my dad left when i was like five years old or something never came back never ever once came to see me at all it's totally a rejection kind of thing but the lord is like my dad he's like friend and then he restored my marriage because i was failing as a husband i was like terrible i don't know what i was doing i have no idea what husbands do right because i was but the lord restored me restore a marriage and now he began to be the spirit spiritual like supernatural husband supernatural brideman you know and um Anyways, I've heard amazing. Lana, i've heard lana vosser say the lord does not res- only restore but he gives you more I just, I love that. Uh-huh. He doesn't just restore you back to where you were. He gives you more. He increases it in a supernatural way so that it's it's him and there's just ever-growing glory on it. There's just, you know, he surpasses, you know, m- you know, more than we could ever think or imagine according to the working of his power within us. I just, I love you're talking about, you know, um, it's his love, it's his faith, it's his joy, his peace. You know, people always come up to me and I want to, 
you know, I, I, feel, I want to pray into this before we end today, but I feel like there's, you know, there's people that always come up to me and they say, well, I just want to love the Lord like you, or I feel like I just don't love the Lord like I used to. And they struggle because they're always looking inward. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to find love, you know, in and of themselves. You know, they're, oh man, if I used to love the Lord more and now my love is weak and I don't love him, I love other things and all of this, you know, and how do we increase and return to that first love? And I just... I, I, what I tell people and it's simplistic, you know, we, we always want like do one, do step one, two, three, and then you'll have it, but you got to stop focusing on your lack of love for him. You got to stop focusing on the measure of your love that you have for the Lord. And you need to set your attention and your affection on the Lord's love for you. It is not that we love him. It's he loves us. We wouldn't love him without him. He's the one that even gives us the power to love him. And we need to, we need to completely understand that. And it's just stop focusing on self, right? Stop focusing on what you have and what you can do and focus entirely on Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. Focus on him and his love, his passion, his delight, his enjoyment of you. And it will begin to manifest on the inside of you this, you know, this increase and this joy. And it might not happen in three seconds, but there is a journey of walking this out with the Lord. And so I am, I am very encouraged by your story, George, and it's a blessing. You've been serving the Lord for many years and you've walked through so much and you're doing incredible things all around the world. And before I, you know, give some people more, you know, how to connect with your ministry, I'd really love for you to pray for the people who are listening right now. And they're like, I haven't, ex- I've been joyless for years, or maybe they're trapped in the, uh, in this cycle of religion and this, this heavy burden, you know, that is, that is on their shoulders. Or maybe they heard you talking about sanctification and how effortless it is. And they've been trapped in that religious lie of, of sanctification by works and, I'll just, I just want to give you the, 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 you know, the opportunity to minister uh, however you feel led. Yeah. And uh, if I could uh, catch one thing that you just said sure. about, he didn't just come to restore us to what Adam was. Yeah. Like, uh, like he didn't restore the fall, but what he did is he, he uh, went beyond that. Like uh, Adam was walking with God, but now God is walking inside me. He's walking yes. inside you. Yes. Uh, he's not uh, external anymore, like Adam. Now he's inside us. So that's where the devil can't touch us. The devil touches it not. The wicked one touches it not. So I just want to release that revelation and that. And I would just encourage you, uh, whoever's listening right now, I just encourage you that uh, God paid far more than just to restore uh, us to before the fall. He's now going inside us. He went inside us. The moment we became born again and said, yes, Lord, I believe in you. I be my Lord, Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. That very moment, he takes it. And on the basis of that, he goes inside us and fills us with himself. So I just want to encourage you, you that no matter what you do or don't do, you already in Christ Jesus, your your God is inside you. So I just want to connect you, um, spirit to spirit. Sometimes our souls are emotional and this and that, but your spirit is always locked in with mm. Jesus. And I just Amen. I just know that your spirit, and I call you born again, new spirit. He was a dead spirit before. Now he's a you're a new spirit, and and uh, I just tell your soul to 
mind who you are. Tell your mind to stop bothering you. Sometimes I tell my mind to shut up. <laughs> and I just yeah. take authority of my mind. Because you know my mind is wired to think. And, and I'm going, okay, you're, you're given to me as a servant. And I treat my mind and my brain as a, as a servant, not as masters. Because sometimes your mind wants to sort of have mind of its own to rule you. But don't let, don't let your thoughts, you know, just tell your thoughts what to think. Tell your mind what to think. And when uh, some country thought comes, says, no, no, that's not me. And staying connected with he who is inside. In other words, listen to your heart because God is in your heart and listen to his mind. You know, we have the mind of Christ, which is in our heart. So tell your natural mind to listen to the mind of Christ and to agree. Of course, in my case, in all our cases, the Bible is like a beautiful confirmation a love letter, you know, of how he thinks about you. And so I just, I just bless you. And I want to infuse you fresh right now with that beautiful good news of great joy. He loves you. He, he paid for you to, to, to know him, to experience his love. And with the love comes joy. My joy, our joy comes from being loved. And so I just infuse with that thick, anointing of love so you could you could feel his joy yes and then you can rejoice with that and uh and i bless you and uh amen this is this is this is good stuff amen <laughs> amen thank you george and so for people who want to get more plugged into your ministry i know you do missions trips all over the world i know you're, yeah. you're at conferences all over america and all over the world and i know that you you and your wife both have resources as well for people to glean from how do people get connected with your ministry online? Well, my name uh, is Georgian, G-E-O-R-G-I-A-N, Banoff, B as in boy, A-N-O-V, Georgian Banoff. That's, that's the, uh, my Instagram. It's a wonderful place to start following me and following us. And then our Facebook is Georgian and Winnie, W-I-N-N-I-E, Banoff. Uh, that's our Facebook, uh, like the, what do you call the public Facebook. And we mm-hmm. put everything in those two places, uh, either Instagram or Facebook. And then, you know, our ministry is called Global Celebration. If you Google Georgian Banoff, it'll show up. Global Celebration will show up. And this is a, a site where you can order some of our CDs of music and stuff. And then on the, on the site shows full display of our upcoming amazing Holy Spirit conference right now. It's coming up uh, in April in San Diego with our best friends, the most close, like Heidi Baker and yes. uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Silk and uh, uh, Michael Culianos from Jesus Image. So many cool people. And of course, Jeremy Riddle, my favorite worship leader. <laughs> um, also, Lindy Conan. And uh, she's a fireball. And then, of course, uh, and a favorite uh, legend really is Matt, Matt Redmond. He's going to lead. So it's power pack, um, black, white. Um, even, even we have, I mean, Spanish, we have even a, a Catholic, spiritual Catholic bishop from Los Angeles. He's going to speak in one of our sessions because we love the spiritual Catholic brothers and sisters. So, we're just having this eclectic Holy Spirit event in the middle of April in San Diego. Check it out on the website. Awesome. We have mission trips coming up. We just returned from Israel. Wow. We, we did a, we did a, um, like a Valentine's Day on Valentine's 
September 14th. We did a, a, a Valentine banquet for 80 Muslim widows. It was out of out of control. It was so beautiful. Awesome. So we loved on these ladies, and all we've 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 known them for 12 years. We're growing in our relationship. Next year we have even more with Christian Christian widows will join as well. Plus we started because I'm violinist, and they've never seen an outsider violin. You know, so I walked in their camps and stuff, and they said, "Wow, can we do violins like you?" And I said, "Sure." So we started donating violins. Guitars, different Middle Eastern instruments. We have a huge orchestra, ninety-piece orchestra of Middle East, you know, Middle East, Arab kind of music. But yeah, children, uh-huh. they're all children. Oh my goodness, to see these children so cool. from a refugees. They're not even like they're not even uh, considered to be, you know, citizens. Uh, the refugees, but we loved on them for the last twelve years and growing such a beautiful relationship. And um, so that now they're following my. Instagram and of course after the refugee camp we went up north to Galilee Lake and we got baptized and those Arab kids are following me and they go why are you going in the cold water because it's like <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. like uh, 35 degrees like oh, freezing like, yeah. but yeah we're getting baptized and they're That's going it. why is this why are you in water now because it's so cold they can't figure it out because they've <laughs> never they don't know Christianity so through yeah, us they're yeah. finding out through my actually Instagram anyways. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. I highly recommend uh checking out Global Celebration, Winnie and Georgian Banoff, their ministry. Um join them on a missions trip. Find them somewhere in the US, you know, where they're preaching freedom and there's just exuberant joy and the Holy Spirit is always flowing so powerfully in their meetings. It's been an honor to run with Brian and Candace Simmons and to um be at Harvest School and listen to them speak so many times and so Anyway, Georgian, thank you so much for taking time. I know you're writing a book right now, and you guys are doing incredible stuff, and so thanks for taking the time to be with me today. You're welcome. We're proud of you. Keep going, man, and then have a one million followers. <laughs> Amen. Bless Amen. you. Thank you so much, bless Georgian. You, bless you. For those who are listening, okay. make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll help us get this show out to more viewers to be challenged and inspired by the beautiful gospel of our Lord Jesus. I look forward to speaking with you, and I'll see you next time on Awaken Podcast.